0: 10 9 8 7
1: 6 5 4 3 2
2: 1 live from lagos nigeria this is the drive home with the sale adewale
3: uk good afternoon nigeria so excited to be on the show today because we are discussing something related to my teaching subject english studies we're looking at teaching english language in large classrooms and we are going to be driving this conversation with an amazing guest teacher
2: Live from Lagos, Nigeria, this is The Drive Home with Viseya Adewale on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TTRadio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Visit their website at www.withaslacgroup.co.uk to find out more.
4: Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Introducing Bulb.
2: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
6: A poll of 527 head teachers from England, Wales and Northern Ireland has revealed that exam anxiety is causing high rates of pupil absence. A spokesperson for the Department of Education said, It is normal for exams to feel stressful for some young people and we recognise that may particularly be the case this year. Teachers know their pupils best, and are well placed to work with them. Labour MP for Portsmouth South Stephen Morgan said After two years of unprecedented chaos and disruption to children's education We saw nothing to support children's catch-up learning in the classroom and nothing to tackle the day-to-day challenges pupils and teachers are facing. This government is failing our next generation. A ballot held by the Dundee branch of the EIS resulted in an 88% yes vote in favour of strike action. The strike mandate is part of the union's Stop faculties campaign, which hopes to overturn Dundee City Council's plans to introduce a faculty management system at the loss of 110 principal teacher posts. David Baxter, EIS Dundee Rep, said, They are trying to impose faculties against the will of their employees without any plan of the way it will happen or any agreements in place. And all they have done is angered their employees. What we need is more teachers, supply teachers, counsellors who can support kids with the trauma of the pandemic. This isn't nurturing. Recruitment bodies in classrooms, reduced class sizes, more time out of teaching to do all the things that add value. That's what we need right now, not a new middle management system. Dundee City Council has previously said that it is hoping and willing to continue talks with trade unions. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glynn.
2: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods.
7: Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello. This week... We're going to take a look at the much coveted presentation clicker. It's a must-have device for a lot of teachers out there as it allows you to move slides whilst AFK. For those new to 2 Minute Tech, AFK is away from keyboard. Ranging in price from £8 to £30, this classroom essential allows you to stretch your legs and make a few shapes while you dance around the room. Some of us have a mandatory piece of blue tack over the built-in laser pointer. Others have invested in a bit of duct tape, so we ensure the device meets health and safety regulations. And most of us have a small stash of AAA batteries. Back- batteries in a secret place that we never admit to having. Well, Clicker, I'm telling you to stand aside. The Mini Wireless Multimedia Keyboard is taking your place. Having a lower price range of £8 to £15 and being able to do everything that Clicker does except blind pupils as it has no laser pointer and, wait for it, it is rechargeable. You have full keyboard and mouse control from anywhere in your classroom. You can move slides on, alt-tab to switch applications, type, use spacebar to stop and start YouTube clips for questioning, battery life is quite honestly ridiculously long, and if it runs out, a five-minute charge on USB lead will get you through your lesson. All I can say is if you're considering replacing your clicker or are simply a gadget magnet, this is a must-have. Search for mini wireless keyboard in any online shop. The only thing I'd say is get one with a light-up keyboard if you present with the lights off. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods. And that was Two Minute Tech.
2: Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
3: So today, if you're an English studies teacher or you know any other English teacher around, get them to be on this show right now. So to start with uh Tossing Popola, please would like to know you. Talk about your teaching your teaching journey. How far have you come? How long have you been teaching the language? You know, how has it been? Just us.
8: Okay. Um to begin with, as I earlier said, um tossing popola I will say that I'm a seasoned teacher of English because I've been taking this subject for quite some time now. Oh, Oshé, um, <laughs> actually, for 14 years. Mm. For 14 years. Amazing. I'm on my 14th year. Mm. Yes, and um, uh, my teaching experience has been wonderful. Of course, I, I've been teaching for some time. I mean, I've been opportunity to work in some schools, and Catholic schools have actually been one of um, have actually been one of them. I know what it means to work in Catholic schools. It's an organised setting where you are exposed to some practices, to some methodologies, and of course, it's been quite wonderful. I'm also a seasoned white examiner. I've been marking white for some time too, for let's say seven years. And currently, I'm happy to be a tutor in a government-owned school in Lagos State, of Nigeria
3: amazing thank you when i heard 14 years i'm like oh i've seen my senior <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: hey this is my mama in the house <laughs> it's oh, so, <laughs> i'm so honored to have a veteran <laughs> on the show today yeah so in your 14 years of teaching what do you find the most interesting about teaching this language you know i know english is not your mother tongue and i know you have been teaching english to uh, learners in the same vein that english is not their mother tongue so what do you find the most interesting about teaching when you said yours i also see mine because i'm i'm still a young body in english studies teacher <laughs> so please share your experience we keep learning yeah 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 so what do you find the most okay. interesting okay.
8: yeah really many things are interesting many things attract me to teaching every day but then i'm gonna I, i'll just state one of the biggest advantages that i have as a non-native teacher of the language i've come to see that the hard work that i had to put in that uh, that i've had to put in to get to the level of proficiency that that got me into this profession is um quite amazing mm. and this hard work has provided my students over the years with much in their confidence and motivation Mm. to see that it's possible for them to learn english language which is not their mother tongue too Mm -hmm. to this level and even beyond what i've mastered it to Mm. and apart from them doing well in english it's also been able to make them see that it's possible for them to do anything anything at all that they were not born with mm. so long they put their mind mm. to that thing. valid valid so, yes as a matter of fact yes as a matter of fact i've got some tens of my past students who actually proceeded to university to study english language and you know each time i think about that it makes me happy it gives mm. me joy mm. you know to see that your students because of you want to study english mm. it's amazing mm
3: wow wow amazing it's really amazing you just um took the word right out of my mouth i was just going to say amazing and that's what you ended your your response with so think that you you are you've been so good and attractive of a teacher that a, a student will want to grow up to study what you are teaching and uh, maybe even end up becoming a teacher like you. <laughs> These days, they don't want to be teachers. I wonder who would teach their I wonder who would teach their children. <laughs> I wonder. Yes, yeah, so, so for me, what I find the most interesting about teaching English as a non native speaker is the fact that there is no um, part of the language that you want to teach that you cannot find an expression in in um the mother tongue so you are you are yes. facing um about 100 learners that want to they want to learn this language but all they know is yoruba or Aosa or ibo how do where do you start from exactly. of course you have to start from where they are and then by the time you start unraveling how they can learn english using yoruba you know using Igbo. And they begin to say, oh, and they find it really interesting when they find out that okay, their English studies teacher is not really foreign. It's not it's not the foreign uh, unrealistic teacher that they've painted it's in their easy. head. Mm-hmm. You know, my English they can really say, ah, oh, my English teacher sometimes speaks Yoruba in the it's class. Down to Do our you level. understand? So when I'm teaching them syllables, I I ask them to give me their own um, their own uh, names their own yes, native names, language, and i tell them yes. break down your name into syllables and they, and i'll tell them it's the, the same thing with english words And before you know it they start picking english words and breaking them down so that's what i find the most interesting about teaching this language and i look forward to you know um inspiring students who even want to study this language too like you <laughs> okay <laughs> so moving on you know we're, we're looking at how to apply strategies for teaching this language in in a large classroom in a large classroom full of second language learners so so far what is the, the smallest size you've ever taught english in and what's the largest class you've ever taught and tell us the, the what the experience was like why you were teaching in these sizes
8: okay smaller size yes. i'll begin with my smallest size the smallest classroom size that i've taught the students were 25 in number hmm. and the largest i'll say a hundred plus
3: wow plus. those look at the transition like times four I'm
8: telling you <laughs> yeah times four okay so i'll be talking about my experiences in each of this size and um, in each of these same classroom sizes mm-hmm. Beginning with a small size, a small size classroom is um, interesting to teach in. You know, it's not possible for a student to hide and get left behind. You get to pay attention to them. There's no distraction. If a student wants to get distracted, he or she is aware that oh my chair is looking, my chair is paying attention to me, and that thought alone gets him connected to you. And um, talking about um, another point, better results. Reche- uh, the, the the research so far has shown that um, students in smaller class will do better they have higher grades and perform better your your learning the the, the uh, learning is enhanced you know not only do students learn more in small size classes they also learn faster you know it is one thing to learn more it's another thing to learn faster mm. so these two things are achievable in small sized classrooms and that way, the class progresses through the course materials more quickly. mm mm-hmm. The teacher can teach. The teacher has more opportunity to observe and assess students as a whole, compared to large classroom size. There's focus on learning. In learning environments with a limited number of students, you see teachers spending um, more time teaching the material, mean, uh, uh, teaching the material, the course material, and they spend less time trying to regain student's attention who are easily distracted. So these things are what I find interesting in small sized classroom. Students have opportunities to participate, you get more feedback, you talk to students. The classes even become like a community. So these things are these things are possible in small uh, the uh, small sized classrooms. Mm-hmm. So let me move on to um, the large sized classroom. Hmm. Um Miss Bisayo. Yeah, I'm with you. I must tell you. <laughs> uh huh. I must tell you. As you said earlier, it's times four. Distraction <laughs> is something to I'm telling you to to reckon with. Because coming from a background where you where you've had to teach small size number of students and coming to teach about a hundred plus, ha, it's draining. Now, I'm going to begin with the challenges because I know that our listeners who teach the same subject as I do will relate with me on what I'm going to say now. Mm-hmm. But as the show progresses, I'll be willing to talk about strategies that are workable mm. to cope with the situation. All right. So I'm going to be talking about the challenges first okay that I've, that, that I've faced as a person, as a teacher in a life-size classroom.
3: All right. Mm-hmm
8: now i said earlier that i've had to teach them. Um, of course i'm still teaching them about 100 plus the environment is disturbed you know limited teaching resources mm-hmm. you don't have everything you want to teach the students unlike when you have um, a small sized number of students to teach you have a large number of students in the classroom and sometimes it makes you tired seeing them alone makes you tired because you don't even know where to start from a challenge as I, as I said earlier if you're not careful if you don't know how to handle the students they hijack your lessons i'm sure you can relate to. of course they hijack your classes if you're not careful
3: yes i can and relate they, they use they will take uh-huh, over from you
8: they use <laughs> if you are not careful yes they'll take over from you because by the time you begin to tell Tai, be careful uh, ken listens at that time and before you move away from Kennedy to tie uh, i mean uh, from Taiwan back to candy another person has begun so it's a problem as you teach English. You begin to listen to students speak other languages in the class. You know, the language of, the, of this environment is Yoruba, so they begin to speak Yoruba in class, in school, and you know, getting to remember students' names is another problem because they are many unlike when, where um you have to, you have <laughs> i'm sorry i'm laughing because
3: he's making you're reminding me of a lot of things that i've faced class. Gl- yes. remembering their names yes. i mean yes. how do you want to remember uh, the names of over 100 students and um inspectors uh, expect you to call them by their name whenever they are supervising your class name. you're not allowed to you say mm. you hey you there at the back that students on low courts because,
8: because you hey yes you exactly you are right because you here will show that you are not familiar with your students mm-hmm. and we are talking about a hundred plus hmm. so if you permit me i can go on on the challenge please go um, on please I... yes okay aha uh-huh. so in a large size classroom students are afraid to ask questions because um when i was younger too I, I i i i can recall that when i was younger too if there were many people around me i would have a lot of things in my mind but to say to raise my hand and begin to say those things it's a problem it was a problem then i had to put in a lot of work to ensure that i overcame this so this happens in a life-size classroom students will have things in their mind but for them to raise their hands and begin to see all these things it's a challenge for them so that's uh, one of the things that we face in a life-size classroom when it comes to marking ah. A teacher is always in trouble, especially when it comes to English language. You, you know, when other chairs are complaining, ah, I have about 300 uh, um, uh, scripts to mark. I'll tell them what should I do with essays, <laughs> because I wonder when a chair who doesn't teach English complains. So what do I do? I wonder. I have to mark essays I over <laughs> 300. You know, because a class, just one class, is about 100 plus. Mm-hmm. So when I have to take other classes so what do i have to say so grading mm. tests and assignments examinations it's also probably i mean you know uh, it's also a, a, a challenge i won't call it problem mm-hmm. it's a challenge then it's time consuming to do what you have to do with these students it's time consuming distraction is there the noise level limited space in the classroom you know there are activities that a chair will like to do with the students but if you look at the space the 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 space is limited imagine when you are in a classroom where students sat from the back leaving a small space for the chair to stand in the front to teach to move around it's a problem so all i mean uh, it's a challenge uh, forgive me so all these things activities like role playing in the classroom is a challenge Mm. so i decided to take care of the challenges first because this will make our listeners see that they are not alone in these challenges exactly as as this show progresses yes as this show progresses i'd be willing to share some strategies that i know will help them Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. yes i can i can't wait to listen to those strategies you know while we were talking i was making some notes because i i don't want to and take this opportunity for granted you know i was taking some notes on some of the challenges that you listed and one of them um re- made me remember my first experience when i was posted to my first public school my goodness
0: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> as soon as i got to the class you know before i i was taken to the class um my senior colleagues have already started giving me the breakdown. When you get to class, all this English that you are still speaking. Ah, don't worry. When you get you to class, to mm-hmm, <laughs> you get to class, you will learn. You will learn, you no. Know? They were telling me I was saying no 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 no. This is who I am. This is blah blah blah. Oh, okay. As soon as I got to the front of the class, I'm like, what? <laughs> I even the space when you mentioned limited space, my goodness, the picture mm-hmm. of that day just came to my mind. From the entrance, you know, you can only stand comfortably beside the board. The moment you decide oh, yes. to move around, just get ready to start facing different type of distractions. Is either you are struggling to move around for the spacing between the rows, or at every point as you are moving around, you encounter different kinds of learners. The one that wants you to get, that wants to get your attention. The one that wants to ask an unnecessary question, just so that people can, you know, notice. So that he can stand up, or he can stand up, so that they can notice him. The one that is eating under the desk. The one that is, I don't know, putting on an inappropriate uniform. At the end of the day, you find yourself giving a motivational talk instead mm. of teaching yeah, english true. you find yourself okay. you know because i mean how are you even going to teach if you don't if you don't give that inspirational or motivational talk first how are you going to teach if you don't give that moral talk first at the end of the day you know there's even the the stipulated time for each uh, english lesson is not enough to cover but the scheme. now you now have to combine it with all of these extras just so that you can have a sane class so it's it's really it's really challenging, and I feel like we're not talking about it enough. you know we only get to see the success stories, which is good. yes, we hear of how English teachers they take their students to competitions, their students do um, the students and um, they win essay competitions, they win debate competitions. nobody talks for the way that know do you know, do training, you know no exactly nobody it. knows how stressful it is for that teacher. That english teacher nobody knows what that teacher has been through for each of the classes that the teacher has attended to produce that that winner in that student Mm -hmm. nobody's talking about it so i feel like we should talk about it more that's why i came up with this topic so i can't wait to hear more from you about how you have come up with different strategies you know, when I'm talking about strategies, there's this strategy that one of uh, that my hod, that's the head of the, of the of the department of languages, shared with me when I started teaching in public school, which I already knew, okay. but uh, I I, could, I didn't just find myself using it because it was it was difficult to apply in context. You know, like I mentioned earlier, it was difficult to apply in context. I, how do I do think pair share in this kind of situation? It's not that i don't know how to do it but how do i do it in a classroom of 100 <laughs> students for crying out loud within the 40 minutes time frame thank god english is giving a um, double period even with the double period double period i, I plan to teach maybe two topics um, combined together in a way i find well, myself
8: period is not even in all cases exactly
3: sometimes, sometimes it's a you know? single period so what do i what sometimes do i do exactly. what do i do why do you want me to still be implementing mm-hmm. think pair share or group work, you know, co- 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 teaching the students, grouping them to carry out a learning activity. So sometimes when um, she comes to supervise my class and she tells me that I didn't use this, I didn't use that, I- I'm always tempted to want to give it back to her. Excuse me, ma. You you were asking me to use this strategy. Can you please model it? Maybe if you do it, you know, and let me watch. So that oh, I- I- do you understand? How do I how do I pair hundred learners? In a class you know and still make it effective you know most of most of the time when when uh, i even try to just fulfill all righteousness and use these strategies this textbook strategies i realize that i just do it um for the records you know so that it can be a record that yes i use this strategy it i don't really feel fulfilled like when i come up with my own strategies based on what works at that time what works exactly. in that class what I mean, works with mean, my having, kind of learners exactly exactly yes. exactly so yes. i can't wait to hear from you so that like yeah, right. let me let me grab my pen and my notepad <laughs> all right so you have the floor and i
8: have a lot of things to learn from you <laughs> of
3: things to learn from you all right you have the
8: floor ma. okay I'm um, talking about the strategies, I'll call them, let me add an adjective, the workable uh, strategies. Thank you. I call them workable Thank because you. Um, they've been working for me. Okay. They've been working for me. Um, not because I'm in a school where I have many students to face at a time, but because whether you are in a large-sized classroom or a small-sized uh, classroom, I've tested the strategies and I've seen that they work all the time. Mm-hmm. And I pray after sharing them and they don't lose their, workab- uh, their workability their <laughs> Okay. I'll begin with them um, flipped learning. I'm sure many teachers are not new to this. Mm-hmm. Flipped learning. Mm-hmm. By flipped learning, I mean a kind of learning that, um, if you wish to take a topic now, let's say you wish to take synonyms next week, ensure that you have given the topic to your students tell them on tuesday next week we'll be working on synonyms ensure you go home make researches you'll be presenting this on synonyms next week now flip learning is a kind of strategy that i use with my students now talking about large size classroom i'll not just speak into the air i'll not just say um This is the end of our class uh, this afternoon. So next, if you are going to be looking at science, please study about it and present on Tuesday. No, I make flipped learning work with another strategy, which is grouping strategy, mm-hmm. that is team-based learning. Mm-hmm. Team-based learning in the sense that I'll group them, I'll share them into groups. As you have said earlier, I'll share them into groups. I'll peer, now according to that of course, in my class now we have about a hundred plus. I'll share them into a group of 15 15 or sometimes 20 20 and i'll ensure that each group consists of the good ones and upcoming ones because if you share students that are good i mean the good ones separately share the upcoming ones separately you discover that at the end of the day the upcoming ones will just remain upcoming the good ones will just be better, they become better ones, and the upcoming ones will never get to the stage of being good. So, what I try to do is I'll peer them. Once I peer them, I'll ask them to make researches. Then I'll let them know that each group should have should choose their secretary that will speak for them. So that's um what I always do. So when the day comes for their presentation, I'll call the person that presents for them the group that will present for them and also anyone in the team i give them marks for their presentations and whatever a person has caught, a person from a group has called goes to the entire group mm. another thing i do of course still talking about flipped learning and team-based learning is that apart from telling them choose a secretary sometimes i choose for them mm. and the week i choose for them i ensure that i choose an upcoming students i don't choose a good student i don't choose a student that's already good i choose an upcoming student you know when you choose you know you know you know this feeling when you choose a student that everyone knows is not doing well yet mm. it's like you're putting the students on you're keeping the students on his or her toes yeah
3: yeah
8: because the because the students will feel ah oh, i'm going to disappoint my exactly group
0: yes they
3: because because feel
8: responsible because they, they, exactly mm-hmm. so because the students will know that in my group, the class captain is there. Even if the person is on the class captain, because the person will think, oh, in my group, I have these uh, brilliant students there, and I will not want to let them, I will not want the class, the entire class to say that, because of me, my team scored low, you know? Mm-hmm. So the students will, on his or her own, make further research. they want to do better. Even if the student knows that he or she is the one speaking for the group, he or she will go extra mile to ensure that his team is best. And at the end of the day, um, the students I thought could not do well, did better, you know? So uh, this has been helping because at the end of the day, it will not be only the teacher speaking in the class. Mm -hmm. When the separated day comes, you discover that you will not be only the person uh, uh, talking in the class you have students talking, students talking. Even, I've, I've had situations where the student has been chosen to speak for a group. will speak and the other group members will not be satisfied. You know that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the others will be raising their hands, wanting to ask. Yes. To ensure that, so to ensure that their team, their group gets the best. Match. Yes. So it's really been working for me. It's really been working for me. Because that and, way uh, they
3: would uh, um it, it shows that it's not only the person re- representing the group that did the work. It means that they actually shared exactly the, yes mm-hmm. they actually shared the responsibility of doing that research. Yes.
8: Mm-hmm. You got my point. Yes. You got my point, yes. So that is one. Can I go on?
3: Yes please, yes please my my notes is, is still i have enough space to write more <laughs>
8: uh, <laughs> uh yeah, no, make you know feel, you feel that i'm doing something extraordinary <laughs> just
3: joking okay. all right now
8: so another strategy that i use that has been working for me is um, case based learning and um, talking about case based learning approach it has enabled me engage my students in discussion of specific scenarios that resemble or typically are real world examples with this uh, learning with this strategy i've been able to make my students engage in intense interaction and as they do that they build their knowledge and they work together as a group to examine the case so i'm going to give a scenario in class if you don't mind
3: (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm with you go ahead
8: Uh aha so one day i was teaching um the short r sound i'm talking about oral english now all right i was teaching the short r sound Uh, and you know usually students if you if you study students well you discover that apart from them having a good time anytime you teach sounds they ask themselves in their minds of what importance is sounds to me because if they go because you know after after the classroom outside the classroom if they go to the markets if they go to the church if they go to the mosque if they mix with their friends mm-hmm. no one apart from teachers of english uses the proper way of speaking to speak to them nobody speaks to them in oral english apart from that chest of english so in their mind they begin to ask themselves what of what importance is this to me why do i have to learn it now i really wanted my students to grab this learning the, the the teaching the concept for that day then i i used case-based learning what i did was this i first gave them an example of a friend of mine who was in ghana mm-hmm. who wanted to buy a powder there's a powder called mac M A C, yeah. M A C. that's the spelling of the powder okay you know here in nigeria we just say mac yeah mac we open our mouth yes. wide and say mac. Yes. because we like shouting so i give an example of exactly we like shouting and we don't even um um, um speak correctly mm-hmm. now i gave an example of my friend in in ghana who wanted to buy the powder but could not go a friend of hers just came from nigeria and she decided to send the friend to buy the powder for her at a store on getting to the store of course the the, the lady already told her friend what she wanted to buy so she headed to the store when she got to the supermarket she asked hello good afternoon i want to buy a mac the the stockkeeper said there was nothing like that Mm -hmm. the lady went she went to another store the same the same thing she went to about seven stores the same thing they said they didn't have mac so the young lady who came from Nigeria was thinking, ah, "Well, you said this powder is common here in Ghana now. So what's a, what's happening?" The lady went back home. The lady was like, ah, well, "How couldn't you find this powder in about seven uh, 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 supermarkets in Ghana? I mean, in our environment." So the lady had no option than to, to go herself. When she went, the first store that Nigerian lady checked the checked the powder, she saw the powder. The powder was pronounced as mac. Mac, mech. Mm. mech, not mark so you see now the lady gave herself work to do she had to trek to seven different stores because she could not pronounce correctly my students laughed you know then i brought them back to what i wanted to teach them the importance of pronouncing correctly so with that story with that scenario of a person that I couldn't um, pronounce correctly, the problem she went through, and the kind of, you know, uh, kind of embarrassment, so to say, uh, that she went through, I made them say in importance of paying a close attention to what they are learning, to what I wanted to teach them, the right notion of the sound that I wanted them to learn mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And you know, my my students, I've made them see that it's because you're in Nigeria, that's why you feel all these things that you, you see that you speak does not have any importance. If you go to countries like South Africa, like Ghana, you jo- you have no option that to pronounce correctly. It's either you pronounce correctly or you can't do what you need to do. So with this, my students saw the importance of the sound I wanted to teach them on the said dates. So case-based learning approach is a good one for In me. In fact, it's also so When it's yes, So when it just sees an example that will make that that will draw the attention of the students into the topic it's good to begin with that example Mm -hmm. so that has also also been um workable okay so um talking about class discussion i do my you know when we take class discussion it's quite hard to handle because if you say you want your student to discuss discussion is good but if the chair is not careful it leads to what i said earlier one of the challenges that i that i stated earlier hijacking the class because if one is if the chair is not careful you just discover that your students are just talking about their private lifestyles they are making noise i use um effective class discussion it's um another strategy for me that has been workable i put effective as an adjective there to show that it is one thing to want your student to have a discussion today. It's another thing to ensure that it is effective. So effective class discussion is something that is, is another strategy that, that I use to ensure that my students are carried along, even though I teach in a large-sized classroom. Now, while the of course I'll, I'll, I'll tell them what they should discuss, I use classroom discussion when whenever they want to write essay. I'll give them eight minutes to discuss. I'll tell them in your group, ensure that you discuss, for instance, I'd I'll, I'll, I'll like to give um, a very simple topic to begin with. So even teachers who teach in primary schools too can relate. Are you still with me? Yes, I am.
3: I'm listening.
8: Okay. Uh-huh. So teachers who are in primary schools too can relate. If I want to teach um, my best friend, I'm just giving an example of, um, a, a, of an essay okay. topic. My best friend. Okay. I'll tell the class, already split into groups, that in your group, discuss points that you think are worthy of writing about when you are discussing about your best friend. Now, in each group, I'll let them discuss. But as they discuss, they must ensure that what they are saying is not heard by another group which of course will be close to them mm-hmm. so that way i'm ensuring that the noise is subdued because if one is not careful you discover that what is being said by group one is disturbing what group two might want to discuss and that is noise making so the noise has been subdued by ensuring that i set rules that your your discussion must not be heard by what is being said in the other yes book. exactly uh uh-huh. so then i also ensure that ensure that at least one point of is among the essay to be written by your group Mm. is among the discussion that is if you have about um, 15 students in in one group the group must not have less than 15 points they can have more than 15 but not less than 15 because if they have 15 that shows that each of them has contributed Mm -hmm. so not just having one person give two but each participants must ensure that he's not just um warming a bench warming the seats in that group so that has also been um proven to be workable for me for me so they brainstorm i love that yeah mm-hmm. they brainstorm too and per teaching so, I recall sorry to that cut you... you sir
3: Um, please there this effective okay, class okay, discussion that you just explained now you said that you'd ensure that they don't um you ensure that they don't allow the other group to hear what the uh, what the other group is saying so it means that that way you are even controlling the noise so it doesn't become a noisy or a rowdy um group discussion right yes
8: ma'am.
3: okay so yes ma'am. so have you ever gotten any form of reaction from other teachers you know complaining that your class is is disorganized you know your class is i don't know is not arranged have you ever gotten any form or any reaction from other teachers you know the yes. okay because yes. i want yes. us to be as yes. real yes, as have. possible in my yes. own case yes. in yes. my yes. own because case i've had a teacher even send uh one of the one of the learners in his own class to me you know to tell me that my students are not in their seats you know that they that they are my students all over the class that you understand because he had no he he could not understand it was after the class and i had to go to him to explain all that i was doing in the classroom although i felt really embarrassed and i felt bad because if you find if you find a teacher doing something that you feel is not right no matter what i don't think you should send another learner
8: a you understand you
3: i don't you understand know. the learner to the teacher especially while the teacher is in the class you know but ever yeah, since yes, we're, we're friends yes. now though because since the day he realized the the essence and the effectiveness of what i do in fact we even started doing the same in his class so okay i just want us to talk about it
0: here
8: yes ma what you said actually happened but not exactly the same but and that was actually the first time i tried it in in my school when i teamed my students into groups so a teacher felt um, quite uneasy and you know when a teacher passed by my class he came again went again came again i knew he wasn't comfortable you know but he didn't send a learner to me okay but you know the way he was um you know he was um passing to and fro to and fro to and fro i knew um, probably was trying to give me a sign that my students were not organized, were not arranged. But then he didn't quite understand what was happening in my class. But then, because I knew he was quite uneasy with what I was doing, I waited for my class to end. When it ended, I went to him, I explained to him. You know something, uh, Miss Bisayo? Yeah. Uh, teachers who have been there for quite some time, I think um, there's a need. For a reorientation, mm-hmm. you know, there's a need for training, retraining, learning, on learning relearning, exactly. so many things, yes. my sister. Yes, because uh, if if you if you allow me to say this, gone are the days, gone are the days when a teacher would stand in front of a class, would stand in front of a large class, even if it's a small size class. Gone are the days when a teacher would stand in front of a class and be talking be speaking into the air thinking that learning was taking place Mm. my sister the reason for various strategies various approaches to teaching because even if you check online you see many kinds of uh, 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 many kinds of uh, 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 strategies Mm -hmm. and the reasons for these new strategies is because the days that we have now the students that we have Mm -hmm. now are not the same as we had then the students we have now are not the same as our time Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you have to teach the students the way they will understand internet is at their fingertips Mm -hmm. they learn anything they want to learn going on the days when a teacher will say this is how it should be and that is how it will be no so you have to look for ways that keep the students more uh, 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 interested more interested in your teaching because if not just discover that you are just teaching the air
3: mm-hmm. you're just teaching learning so is not taking place
8: it's not taking place so that's why uh, we, we 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 who are should i say young teachers we who are young teachers and you know we who are young teachers should try to look for ways to teach them the way they want to be taught mm-hmm. and that's why um you need project uh, 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 projectors in your classrooms <laughs> that's why don't you, you don't go have there. to be in classrooms <laughs> all the time yes that's luxury imagine I, a classroom class now. exactly <laughs> imagine a classroom a uh, 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 a mathematics teacher who wants to teach elevation permit i mean uh, you know permit me to go into mathematics a little okay a a, a a a a teacher who wants to teach elevation a mathematics teacher that wants to teach elevation you don't need to stand in your class and be saying elevation is this and up to down if you have a place that is sloppy in your in your in your, in your school environment that has an upside mm-hmm. that has a low side mm-hmm. take them there have a student stand at the upside exactly get
3: them out have of them their seats
8: stand get exactly. them out of the class stand exactly so take them elevation there a, a a a student standing up the other student down even if your school has a, a staircase mm-hmm. let a student stand up another student down teach them elevation talk about the formula you know all this kind of a thing they they get your students interested they get your students glued to your teaching so imagine when a teacher has to um go to um you know when a teacher has to do all of those things if you're not careful you just discover that you are not doing anything Mm -hmm. you're teaching learning is not taking
3: place.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. exactly okay thank you so much for um giving more um points on that okay so you were going to explain some other strategies outside um the class discussion
0: yes
8: yes okay so i'll go on to storytelling all oh, right storytelling is another strategy that i've um, discovered has been helpful and i always use um storytelling if i want to talk about if i want to teach past tense
5: mm.
8: you know past tense mm. <laughs> it, it makes mm. our students feel uncomfortable mm. because um, you know
0: yeah
8: they are they are they are the language of the environment is Yoruba. Mm-hmm. if a yoruba person will say "Molosoja," Molosoja in english is i went to the market mm-hmm you know law is the verb there yes which is went but in english it goes beyond saying law Mm -hmm. are you saying go or are you saying went? went? so aha so when i teach past tense i use storytelling method
0: Mm.
8: i'm talking about storytelling method i'm going to share on this program how i make past tense real to my students using storytelling i take them sometimes in the classroom sometimes under the tree, but I prefer under the tree so their environment can be changed. After explaining to them in the classroom what past tense is, you know, past tense is used to talk about events or actions that happened before the moment of speaking. So I'll now take them out. I'll tell them we are going to be telling a we are we, that and we are going to tell a story and we want to pay a close attention to our tenses which is past, and how i do this is i'll have my students we can't have all the hundred plus students see i uh, do this at a time you know because it will never end mm. i may have about um, 50 seats will sit in a circle and i'll be in the middle they'll surround me mm-hmm. are you picturing the set yeah i scenario? am i
3: am definitely
8: okay okay beautiful so i'll have them sit around me i'll be in the middle so i'll say each student is allowed to say a word and it is not preconceived you know so they know that my attention is on their senses they know that so i'll say once upon a time i will say many words that you know once upon a time is beyond is is more than one word Mm -hmm. so i'll say once upon a time so you who will be the next person Mm -hmm. must be careful what you say because you know we are telling a story Mm -hmm. i want to ensure that the story we are telling aligns with the i mean what the next person will say must align with what the previous person has said mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know if you if it gets to the ten of the person that will give the verb the person must be sure that he gives the, the verb in the past and a person that gives a present tense where a past tense should come is out of the game
0: mm-hmm.
8: and you know in that kind of a situation no student wants to be out of the game because if you're out of the game you have to line up till we are reduced to about 10 you know so the last person standing is the winner and you know sometimes um you 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 have to do something you don't have to wait for the government or the school to do all those things for them all the Mm -hmm. time as a teacher you have to motivate your students the last person standing can be given you know sometimes probably a pen a book (laughs) Hmm. or money you know that kind of thing. yes to make other students yeah mm-hmm. to make to make other students see that if i get in the game sometimes in the future i don't want to be kicked out hmm. so i do this to ensure that my students stay interested in my teaching hmm. so that strategy has been working because um each time you know when it comes to essay writing too this strategy also works i mean this storytelling uh, strategy it also works because apart from learning the students are also catching fun they're having fun while learning so that's my way of gamifying um past tense i
3: love it i love it (laughs) hello yeah can you hear me
8: yes i'm with you all right i'm with you okay you can go on i'm with you yeah okay so um what i'd like to say is that when you want to apply this strategy not just this one any strategy at all that you want to work with your students it just has to prepare exactly because you know my students always feel that should i say they feel i don't prepare or how should i say this mm. my students always feel that we are playing mm. we are not playing we, we 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 are playing really because they are having fun. yes to them Everything to them is natural. Yes, a teacher has to prepare, and apart from preparation, a teacher ha- has to have the interest of those young ones at her uh, uh, at heart. Mm. That is the core thing. That is the core thing. That's the most important thing, because if a teacher does not have the interest at heart, it becomes difficult to even want to begin to, you know, find a way of making them retain your information. Going at this, when a teacher will feel I have done my job, I have done my duty, mm. whether they get it or not, it's none of my business. I, I have my salaries to collect at the end of the month. No. We, if, if we were taught like that, if I've just handled us like that, it wouldn't be where we are today. And our students will never be motivated mm. to even want to teach English. because, uh, uh, As I said earlier during my intro- uh, introduction, my some of my students are already graduates mm. and some of them are still in school. I mean, who are studying English? And I check, you know, some, some, few call me from time to time to, you know, we talk, we we chat. I'll even tell you this. I just want to share a story. Okay. There was a day I was at I was at day I was in a banking hall. I was in a banking hall, and I I I I saw a student. Should I say a student? One of my past students. Mm. At the point I saw him, he was no longer my student. He was already a graduate the boy saw me he greeted me he prostrated in the banking hall Mm. i was like who is this when he he rose up i saw that he was one of my students i was happy you know this kind of feeling that you have when you when you see your ex students and the person Mm. is doing well you know that kind of a thing i felt fulfilled the boy read english Mm he he finished from university from one of the universities in ghana wow did you know what is did you know what this boy told me the boy said it was in ghana that he saw the importance of what i taught them in oral english mm. he saw he saw the, you know do you watch um Ghanaian movies mm, of course yes yes, yes i do movies? i do you <laughs> you know that in ghana You know Ghanaians speak correct british english yes so uh, so the boy the boy told me that when he got to ghana he he got a person that sponsored him in education to ghana okay so he said when he got to ghana that he saw the the reality of our sounds (laughs) you know miss beside i was happy I I I I I couldn't explain to him how I felt that day. I just said, "Oh, it was really nice seeing him that day." He read English. I didn't. I didn't even know that he went to read English. Mm. He told me that he, that he went together that he was sponsored that he chose to read English mm. because of me. Mm. And, and of course, he was not the only person that told me so. You know, these things they they make you confirm your methods of teaching whether they are working or not. And so far, so good. My methods of teaching have been giving me wonderful results over the years. My, 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 my students have always been making straight A's hmm. in their English over the years. I told you earlier that I worked in Catholic schools. Yes. I worked in two Catholic schools. And from those two schools, I must tell you, I learned a lot of lessons. I learned a lot of strategies. So uh, these few things that we are, uh, you know, exercising in schools where we are currently, that's why it makes it seem as if it's magic. But a lot of work has been put into this. Mm-hmm. But we can only thank God. We can only thank God because it is not. There is nothing we can do by our minds exactly. We don't know anything. We don't know anything at all. So it is God that we can thank, because His Word has been making. Our efforts to be worthwhile. Yes, thank you so well, much. Glory. Yes.
3: Uh-huh. Yes. Because, uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes, because yes, yes. There's the God factor there, but then we we put in the work too. Then God, um, uh-huh. yes, grace, uh-huh. yes, crowns it with His grace. You know. So, um, from all what you have said so far, in fact, my head is full right now. With so many ideas, as you were just talking, I was just imagining how I can just localize or contextualize all of your all of these experiences to also implement in my classroom uh, and one of the things that I also do in my classroom to uh, teach uh tenses is that i I gamify I gamify it by um i i use actual games so i just come up with games in the classroom i think there's one that i posted on instagram it's i think it's still there when you, if anyone goes through my profile you, my um bio you will see it's there. my profile page you i i i set up four learners representing four groups mm-hmm. and then i i don't know if you're familiar with this game where you dance around a chair and then you have uh, the number of chairs will be lesser than the number of people dancing around yes. you are familiar with that game right yes. i don't know what yes. it's called but that's the game so instead of using the chairs yes. because of,
8: i know that game because yes. the yes because now, but I've, I, i'm familiar with it yes the yes
3: because because of the limited space we can't do that so what i do is mm. i i get plastic bottles and then i mm. i get the four learners representing the four groups so for four learners we have only two plastic bottles instead of four meaning that two learners will be out at the first round so what i do is i engage the class i'll tell them uh, from any group to just stand up and give me a sentence so i would have told the learners the tense for that round so for instance if we are doing the first round we are doing past tense. you know the group the entire class, okay. they don't know the tense. It's only the, the people playing, the learners playing. So that way it allows for some kind of um, sanity and um, uh, what should I call it now? Uh, there's no way they can copy or cheat. So oh, yes, so the group, yes. anybody would just stand up and say a sentence. Those, play, those playing, they are listening to, to find out if that sentence was made in the tense for that round. The moment they hear a sentence the moment somebody says a sentence that is in the tense for that round the first two to pick the bottle they are the ones that will make it to the next round so the moment they don't yeah, pick yeah. any bottle and they've made sentences in that in that tense, is is another way of me getting a feedback that oh oh these students still don't understand this this tense so imagine that I said, okay, this tense we are look we are for this round, we are looking at past continuous tense. And somebody makes a sentence in past continuous and nobody's picking the bottle. It means that they don't they, they only know past tense. They don't know past continuous. Yes. So it means that I need to revisit that. But by the time the game is over, I'll now go back and you know, start telling them all the areas where I noticed that we need to revisit. So that's one way I gamify. Mm-hmm. So why this game is going on? You will see everybody, hey, hey, you see them shouting. I know I, I use, um, um, what, well, attention grabbers. I use call and response to get them to make the class quiet again. And one of the challenges I face yeah, is yeah. that why this is going on, you know, the class will become so interesting that other learners in other classes Uh, They they start looking outside their class, and then other teachers start complaining. Oh, you see, Miss Class is 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 distracting. You know, they start complaining that what is going on. You know, sometimes other teachers will even leave their class to come and see what I'm doing. It's just a few that would see it and say, Oh, I see. But then you are distracting other learners. You are distracting, and I'm like, if every teacher decides to bring in their A game all the learners will be engaged in their class yes. nobody will be distracted by anybody's strategy do you understand so mm-hmm. um yes. i'm so excited that i have you on the show today i knew that you're going to come in with so much power you have been on my mind for a long time <laughs> No, no, no. I'm, I'm i'm not whining i'm not oh, uh i'm not trying to uh, make you laugh or smile now i'm being serious you've been on my mind for a very long time and uh, this topic has been on my mind for a very so long much. time so and I just knew that the moment I I bring this topic to your table, I know that you are going to shake the table, you are going to break the legs, <laughs> you are going to break everything into pieces, and then reorder ah. it again. And you did justice mm-hmm. to it. I I believe that everyone listening they've learned a, a lot, and I'm sure they can't wait to practice. Please, if you carry out any of these strategies in your class, yeah, do well to leave a comment on uh, this podcast or send me a direct message so that i can let Tosin Pokola know and uh, give her a feedback remember that you are not alone i remember that she mentioned it at the beginning of uh, when she was sharing she said that i'm sharing these strategies so that you know that you are not alone you know she also talked about the challenges she, she has faced so don't just listen to this podcast and then you're like oh they are not being realistic uh, me i will now take out 100 learners to do storytelling oh, oh, you want to you want to kill me for my daddy you want to kill me for my mommy <laughs> i'm beginning to sound like our learners now so you know don't don't think like that if it is not possible i won't bring somebody doing that yeah this is not just talks all right if you want to do your background check you can do your background check she's tossing Coca-Cola and she's uh please tell us um your location in lagos the name of your school name of the public school
8: okay i'm currently at um junior college
3: okay okay so if you want to go and go and ask about those in in that school in the hair you know that (laughs) it is for real meaning that you know being developing yourself as a teacher um don't let the shortcomings of the system or the society you know hinder your development as a teacher remember that at the end of the day when you are looking back at your at your life at your history as a teacher you won't say oh the the government did not provide this or i was not i was never in a system that worked Mm-mm. at the end of the day you want to have a different story you know at the end of the day just look at yourself do it for yourself all right do it for yourself do it for your development and then you the ripple effect of developing yourself, you begin to see it in your learners. Just like um, Tosin Koko Ola, like you can imagine some of our learners studying the language just because of the way she taught it well. Okay, even if they, they decided not to be teachers, at least they studied the language that she's teaching, and that's something. <laughs> so I'm so excited oh, yes. to have you here, and I'm so grateful that you took out time um, from your busy schedule to be on this show. Thank you for dishing out everything, all these, you know, words of knowledge and all these strategies. I'm so grateful and
8: I... I really do appreciate
3: yes. you. Yes. So on a final note, let's. what would you okay. like to tell um, other ESL um, teachers, you know, handling large classes, especially in public schools? But before you answer that, let's look at this. Are we now saying that there are no benefits of teaching English in a large class size
8: my sister there are many benefits there are many benefits okay um as I said earlier I've been opportunity to teach in schools where we have small size um small sized classrooms but if I didn't come here to handle large sized um classrooms I wouldn't know the benefits um I, I I must be missing you know Mm. talking about benefits of teaching in a large size classroom um although most teachers consider this as um a disadvantage you know okay, but I'll say that in large size classrooms, many students can share different ideas, meaning that if you see fifty students mm. think of fifty ideas mm. if you if you see one fifty students yeah. think of one fifty ideas if you not double your efforts as a teacher, you can be thinking of three hundred ideas. So many students can share different ideas and interesting life experiences. And this motivates them to discuss and learn from one another. I am um, talking about this. When you have students together like that, they can connect more closely with their peers. And that way they will become more confident and comfortable when it comes to sharing their perspectives. Mm. Yes, you know, exposure. Connections your... like this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Connections like this can even lead to lasting relationships at international schools, or let's even say at uh, public schools where we have uh, many students. Students respect and connect with peers that are not from their background, that you know, that are from different cultures. And if you agree with me, Miss Ms. Ishi- Ms. Miss Bisayo, this is a skill that's very important in a globalized 21st century. Yes. Students need to yes. mix well with others who are from different cultures, different backgrounds. Yes. To be able to do what they have to do but you know if if you find yourself always teaching a small sized number of students you discover that you you won't really be open to different styles of learning I and mean, different styles of teaching you know uh, but if you are in a large-sized classroom you have students sharing their ideas and experiences
0: mm-hmm.
8: another benefit is that a large class divided into groups enables a teacher apply project-based learning approach mm. you can give out projects to them you can share responsibility and this will speed up your work you know mm. in a large size classroom towards the end of the session you can you can share the major topics time you can ask a group work on um, phrases another group work on oral aspects of the language mm-hmm. another group work on this make it a project so they can work on this you know so a large class is um can 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 make this possible can make this happen you share your students you give them responsibility and you know with group projects students will be made aware that each group member has a task to perform mm-hmm. and can this task is connected to Taiwo's task, you know. So don't think that because I'm in a group, I have to just do my things lazily, or I have nothing to do since there are good ones there. Each of them must have a task to carry out, and they are quite aware that a task is co- your task is connected to other people's, uh, to other students' tasks, and they are also aware that there is a deadline for their project. Mm-hmm. So I like this benefit about. Um, teaching in a large size classroom yeah another point yes can i share another point yes please go ahead benefits so another point is that it enables a teacher exercise his class management I mean to say a better class management because a a person a, a teacher can have a poor class control you know so that's why i I, I, I think it's better to say a better class management okay or a better class control okay when you when you are only teaching about 25 students about 20 students the, the students won't want to be the troublesome um type all the time but when you are when you are in a large size classroom it is easy to know a teacher that has class control yes so if you're able so to test so if, your if limits you a, if you are a teacher who teaches students to learn not a teacher who just teaches who teaches students to learn your class control will be seen clearly you know the benefits i find i can term the most interesting one uh-huh. in the benefits of teaching in large size classroom is the last one i'm going to be sharing okay you know when these students eventually get to universities okay they will never be in a small size classroom.
3: Oh, <laughs>
8: yes. thank you for saying that. So you have to let them know, mm-hmm. you have to let them know that hmm. not, 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 by, not by opening your mouth to tell them by making them active from their secondary school days, you know, mm-hmm. right now in secondary schools, they find themselves amongst other hundreds. Mm-hmm. So let them know that you're going to find the same thing in university. Even if you go to Babcock university, you're not going to be 10 in your classroom of course (laughs) they're going to be more they're going to be i i i I don't know perhaps more than how they already are Mm -hmm. of course they are they are not going to be 50 in their classrooms so prepare their minds make them know make them learn that you can be active even if you are among 150 students you can do all those things that i do with you Secondary school, you can do them even in the university. You know, students usually organize their their tutorial classes. Yes,
0: yes. Uh
8: So they teach. Yeah, they can start teaching
3: one another already, even in secondary school.
8: Yes, yes. So apart from peer teaching each other, I mean, uh, peer teaching one another, they can also make sure that even as I'm among uh, um, other one fifty students in my classroom in university, I can listen. I can learn. I can be head by my other students. I can do things that will make me an ego among my others, just like we call you. Sorry to borrow your word, ma'am. <laughs> we call you teacher. Uh-huh. Thank yeah, you. So we we really want our students to know that they can do a lot, even if they find themselves among other students, many other students, they can do, they can achieve a lot more. Hmm. So these are the benefits for me. That are found in teaching large sized classrooms. Yes,
3: and then I, I let, let me also add that it, it will test your character. It will build your yes. character as a teacher. If you can, if yes. you can be sane and you know be calm and collected as, as as a teacher in a large classroom, especially in public schools, mm. then it means that you you are doing well you are doing well it means yes. that you thrive you in fact you should be given an award <laughs> you know <laughs> it will test you it will test your character as a teacher yes. and as a person yes.
8: test your patience yes yes,
3: yes. so yes so I don't see that large classroom as a death sentence no it's not hmm. just use that it yes, to build yourself Use it to build yourself yes. because at the end of the day you are human. A- aside yes. being a teacher, you are human and, and everything you experience while teaching is also building you as a human, not just as, as a, a yes, yes, as a person, yes. and not just a teacher. Yes. So on a final yes. note, what would be your final piece of advice to teachers in your shoes? Just one or two statements. Mm
8: yeah that's a big question <laughs> my final note. my final note will be that um with the right mindset and teaching strategies you can succeed as a teacher in a large size classroom mm. the tips learn all their names make clear rules and stick to them be active ensure you keep your resources as- accessible divide your students into teams and encourage participation and gamified methods of learning in your classroom. So with this, your students will do well as students having English as their second language.
3: All right. Thank you so much once again. And um, we are grateful to everyone that has listened from the beginning up to now. If you joined in late, don't worry, you can always listen again. You can download this um, show and listen over and over again remember that we're expecting your feedbacks you can leave a comment or you can send me a dm i am on instagram as at abisayo.a Dot A, and um, i'd love to hear from you thank you once again have a beautiful